Yo, 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 what up? It's Bradley. B Toast. Hey, and this is Randy. Grandpa Seven. Welcome to the Beacon Road. Welcome back to Beacon Row. This is episode episode 10, ten? season finale. Yeah, season finale. Let's go. Oh man, I'm, I'm kind of low. We'll bring the music down. All right. So today made it. Up, we've made it number ten. Finally, it's been a road to 100. Still road to 100. This is gonna take a while, but we got this, bro. Secretly, there's a guest in the background. <laughs> the homie. He's our brother, Mark. He's just chilling. Oh, I thought we were going to leave him unnamed, but okay. Dang it. Can I go backwards? <laughs> That's fine. He, he un, we unnamed him. <laughs> there's a lot of Marks in the world. Yeah. I use my screen name because people don't know me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're being recorded. I forgot the mic is turned. I mean, that mic, yeah. It's being recorded. So uh, today, we're doing episode 10, and we are talking. We ain't talking about anything social right now. We're going to do a little bit of updates. Um, yeah, but we're going back to like what was the heart and soul of our passions and our talent and what we like to do music some that we both love some that this episode is not going to age like milk. No, so we could we could <laughs> so drop we could this episode and when we're done editing it and nothing's going to change. <laughs> but but the COVID stuff, I mean, I guess we do got to talk about that a little. Bit. Yeah, some subtle updates for that. OK, so some updates in Washington. I wanted to keep this update short. Wear your mask in public, everybody. Yeah, that's just, man. That's just it. Texas and Florida, you guys are messing up summer for everybody. For I mean, real. it's been canceled, but for Washington, it's a misdemeanor if you don't wear a mask. So, yeah, I'm that's pretty crazy. sure. I'm pretty sure the governor just said that because he knows, like, he had to draw a line in the sand at that yeah. point. I'm sure it's not going to be like that big, but yeah, because the cops said that they're not going to enforce it, so yeah. it's a misdemeanor, but they're not going to like, yeah, really regulate it that much. Yeah, so. Wear your mask in public, guys. We don't want to. You want to have a Please. summer. Everybody's birthday is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> we got, yeah, your summer body got to be ready for 2021. <laughs> what else do we have to updates on there? It's only a misdemeanor, right? Yeah, only a misdemeanor. Probably like depending on where you live, it could be like up to five thousand. Yeah, I think Washington's like a thousand. I heard also the governor he is pausing <laughs> other counties around the around the state to go into phase four. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a good call if it's starting to rise up. Like, all right, we gotta pull it back a little bit. Yeah. Because Memorial Day was like the worst spike since like <laughs> April. Like, everybody's everyone's like, like, forget the sun. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah. I'm going outside anyways. And then, understandably, the numbers went up. Yeah. So. so we're doing a couple updates. There's another update you wanted to bring up from Colorado. Oh yeah, right? shout out to Colorado. Uh, Denver's doing some big things with police reform. Um, I'm gonna pull up the article real quick, but change is happening. Yeah, not it was at actually the, like policy change, like written like down. Really effective, mm-hmm. big thing. Um, but yeah, so they had the article about just cops being more accountable for being fired. So like when a cop would be um, charged for murder or anything like that or escalating uh, violence, they'll lose their license permanently. Dang. And so that that um, database, it's only going to happen at like 2022. So it's going to take a while. I mean, it's, I don't it's a know database about, too. It's going to yeah. collect over time. So it has to take some time for that data to show up, right? Yeah. So that's a big thing. I mean, like we said last time, police cams happen when Eric Garner happened. Yeah. So 
I think police cameras in general need to be required. So this, it says accountability because yeah. because they turn it off. Yeah. Or they just like there should be. They turn it off or they hide it. I was like, dude, like that's not that's not a good look, bro. Like, what yeah. do you what are you doing? And with that news about the Colorado situation, like cops are like thinking about resigning. I was like, cool, resign then. <laughs> yeah, resign. Let's get better cops with better yeah. services and st- or better better motives to serve the community. That makes sense. True. Um, it's just sad though, cause like. Also, some of the good cops are also kind of getting turned away right now. Yeah. Which I just, I don't know. Anyways, good move, Colorado. It is what it is. What are you laughing for? <laughs> no, because we don't want to go in deep. We don't, because in depth on that one. there's so many, there's so many perspectives on that to look and so many different contextual reasonings behind it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Can't go into too much. Any other updates? No. Nothing we're talking about. King County uh, is in phase 1.5, and it looks like we're going to be there for a while. <laughs> so that sucks. Let's go back to phase one. Phase And then zero. What, ep- what episode was it where I called out what it's going to look like? Bro. Oh, man. The very first COVID episode. That was crazy. Uh, it's, it's, start, it's on like, point. It's scary. Like, he called the, we're going to go back to normal and then get closed down again, which is about to happen. I promise mm-hmm. you that's going to happen. Yep. And then... I mean, it's happening a little early. I said around like the end of summer, like we're gonna have a relatively normal summer. But Seattle summers is like one month at that point. Like, I think the only thing wrong you had was like we're about to go back to school. Like people are gonna go back to school normally, but I don't think that's gonna happen either. I mean, we'll see in like in the fall. There's some people that are preparing to go back to school normally. That's crazy. I know that uh, at, at UW they're they are preparing for it, but they're also preparing for remote uh, remote classrooms also. So it's like in October or whatever, end of September, they'll start to see what that looks like. Man, if you're in the medical field doing lab, how do you do lab online? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense, but that's going to be for two years. Are you going to make another prediction? We're going to be like this for another six months. Okay, okay. <laughs> another prediction. Another prediction. There's going to be a huge, I don't want to say huge. Yeah, okay, fine. A very big controversy on people taking the vaccine. Mm, so vaccine probably at the end of the year. So vaccine, if, you know, optimist, being optimistic, probably end of the year, early 2021. But there's going to be a huge controversy on, like, if they want to take it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was that poll of, like, people aren't going to trust the vaccine. There's a one, there's a poll of people not trusting vaccine. And if it comes from certain organizations that, like, I don't want to say aren't trustworthy, but, like, I've never heard of you before. And they're like, yeah, yeah it worked. And this is like, there's going to be some people that jump on it quick. There's going to be some people that are going to pull sure. back from it. See what happens to the first wave of people yeah, that do it. Yeah, it's like, man, if we can't even get people to wear a start, mask. Start about a, a freaking wing right here. <laughs> <laughs> man, a mask versus a vaccine. We can't even do the first step. So yeah. people are definitely going to so have So I think it's going to be a huge that. trust issues with the vaccine one. Because, I mean, there's already like... A bunch of people like not trusting vaccines already and stuff like that so yeah. i think once it starts to like i don't know if it's gonna ever become mandated or anything like that but i don't know that's my prediction it's like everybody born needs to get that vaccine just like uh chicken pox and all the other stuff yeah which might be a thing yeah well the chicken pox thing okay i mean we don't want to stalk on this too much but the chicken pox thing it it morphed right it turned into something else like kids don't get the chicken oh, pox yeah, anymore yeah. they get something else now oh yeah when you get older it's, it's not chicken pox anymore it's uh something else yeah or even when you're younger because i know kids don't get the chicken pox anymore they get this other flu 
We got the chicken pox, right? Yeah, I got it very like little. There's there's levels to everything. COVID. Like I talked to a nurse who had uh, COVID, and her symptoms was fine. Two weeks later, she was all good. Yeah, it was resolved. Yeah, and people don't talk about that because what we can't put some positivity in the damn news. <laughs> I think we need if we can't go on vacation, put some positivity up in there, please. Yeah. All right, so that's our COVID updates. Hold on, yeah. let me share this camera. Cameras are cool. Cameras are cool. We're going into the main meat of our episode, which yes, is sir. music, which me and Randy both love from very different perspectives. Mm. From very different perspectives. So I, I've i always loved music for a very long time, but I recently got into DJing and mixing music. I've always... So when I used to dance, I used to mix our routines, like the music, yeah, right? Yeah. And so that's where I learned basic music mixing of like understanding the beats, like eight counts, landing on the one. I mean, you got to land on the one with dancing <laughs> at that Every point. Time. So that's where I got into the rhythm of learning about music and stuff like that. Um, and then a couple years ago, not even a couple years, maybe like a year ago, I picked up just a controller and just learned the basic stuff. Not realizing that my brother picked up DJing too. My cousin was an OG DJ also. I was like, oh, it just runs in the family. I just, Finals. Yeah, so OG. so every time I go to my cousin's house, we he always shows me some of his DJ stuff. He's no longer on like raw vinyls anymore, just because it takes up too much space. Makes sense. Um, but back then he would you know be on some techniques, having some vinyls out there and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. What's up with you, music? How I started rapping? Should we talk about that? Is that how? Is that how? how well, I mean, I you jumped. <laughs> That's not how it started, but you jumped a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. We'll, we'll jump whatever. It's, how I started rapping. That yeah, how was, did you start rapping? So uh, for everybody, Randy's a rapper. Some people don't know that. Go to. I mean, are we gonna play the music? My, one of my songs on break. Yeah, we will. We'll on, play one of his songs sure. on break. We don't know which one it is yet. Some something that I referenced. I'll let you know. And then okay. We'll, yeah, we'll do that. Right. But yeah, how I started rapping. That was ten years ago. I was a junior wow. in high school. Mm. I mean, I've been rapping kind of on and off, more off lately, but. Yeah, it was, uh, I did like poetry class in junior year. You told me that your poetry yeah. class was lit though. It was lit. My English teacher was my favorite teacher of high school. Really? She was dope. That's tight. So I had an assignment. It was like a 15 point assignment. Yeah. I spent way too much damn time on that. One of those assignments. <laughs> so I was like, like, you know what? It ain't worth it, but it's worth it. <laughs> I'm going to just flex on this real quick. And then she pulled me. Like after I submitted, she pulled me after class. It was like, what the hell? This is hella good. Yeah. Fast forward to uh, kind of recent, like my first spoken word thing was uh, black and blue. That was my first time oh. doing that. I didn't tell you that, but I, you did yeah. not. So what the heck? I mean, poetry, I think started and then like kicking it. So with you my, had that in like the back of your, yeah. your back pocket for a I while. I just had to fix the craft Couple, yeah, and flow yeah, and all yeah. that stuff but uh but the but the raw talent yeah. or the talent that the was lyrics there. i guess was just there yeah um and then just kicking it with my homies i didn't drive in high school but they would always like play music and then one of my homies like played instrumentals and yeah. we would kick it and then play instrumentals and then we like rap battled like in the car yeah <laughs> That's and, I, tight. and i battled him and then i would just watch rap battles after that and just like learn lyrics and like listen to do my research like not just listen to the music of my age but just like in the 90s or 2000s and stuff yeah. and so i did that and then try to rap try to rap just try to get better <laughs> and then, that's where it started though that's, that's where it started that's where it happened it happened pretty organically actually it was kind of tight i mean yeah i love love rapping that's pretty cool as much as uh <laughs> you don't think i uh <laughs> as much as i 
I get frustrated with music. Like I, I really love rapping. Yeah, and like I feel like it's one of those things where it. I think me and you could align on this. Like the music, it kind of speaks to your soul more than anything, right? Where it's just like little shit could happen in life, but music somehow cuts through all that, right? Cuts through all that, makes you feel a certain way. And you can't forget that, man, because like you get you get tested with creativity, especially on the consistent end. It's like, how much do you really love this? Because the come up as an artist. Like, no one's gonna care who you are if yeah. you're like a come up rapper like everyone's yeah. trying to rap yeah. like mics and studio equipment's very much affordable now yeah. so it's like everyone's rapping like what makes you different so yeah how, how much music are you gonna put out when you get zero likes and zero views that's when you know you, you just, like you have to do this for you, you and for it. the crowd yeah, yeah. so it was just a good thing all right, all right so we'll go back to our original outline describe yourself Ooh, you can start on this one. This is in good. three musicians or artists, and why? We're gonna go very specific into character traits of these <laughs> artists because I've be watching interviews like this. Dude, okay, go so ahead. my could, th- my three, do your name three, my three artists, and we're gonna go into why. My th- and, I, and also when I heard them first, right? So for sure, I think right now, if someone asked me that question, describe yourself in three artists. It's definitely Kanye West, Chance the Rapper, and Mac Miller. And those, like, I think hands down, people be like, yeah, Bradley, that's totally you, bro. Like, taking out Gambino? <laughs> yeah, right now I'm taking it out. I'm just going like, to stick it to those three. I think Childish, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll add Childish Gambino. It's an honorable bit. mention. As an honorable mention because he's more of, like, a Swiss Army Knife creative. And that's where I align with him. So with Kanye West, dude, I remember hearing Kanye West for the first time in, like, seventh or eighth grade. I think that's when his, oh, Damn. Dude, hold on, let's double check this. I had these tabs saved earlier. Let's see. Kanye West's first album, College Dropout, or first official, right? He had a couple of mixtapes and stuff like that. <clears throat> College Dropout. I first heard his uh, workout plan from one of our homies. What's up? From one of our homies in grade school, and he had uh, Kanye's workout plan on his Zanga. It was that line about SARS, right? <laughs> Close up your mouth like you got SARS. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, it's, that's when I first heard him. I was like, yo, dude, this is tight. And then I think a little bit later, his Jesus Walks comes out, and that just goes viral. It's such a flip. Like, so weird. Just so weird. Jokingly, and then he went hella serious. Yeah, and I was like, yo, Jesus Walks is freaking sick, though. Um, that's also, like, when I started to really... I say this think consciously with music I was like oh this guy's not just making stupid like he actually has like a story and a message and I was like oh that's actually really interesting like Kanye's workout plan just sounded like a a rap break beat right it's one of those things like oh yeah I could totally do you know footwork and something like that but once I started hearing Jesus Walks and the rest of his album I remember our homie you know who I'm talking about right yeah he had the whole album and we just bumped it in his house. I was like, this is sick. That was back in the LimeWire days. This y'all. is tight. <laughs> no, we have the actual CD, bro. Oh. Yeah, he actually, I mean, he, whatever. He downloaded, <laughs> <laughs> he downloaded part of it off LimeWire and then got the actual CD. I was like, this is tight. It had a very like gospel hip hop sound. And I think people were doing that already, but this is where it went mainstream. Yeah. And so the reason why I picked Kanye for that one is because I am a pretty religious person. And for him to go through that journey and having it so, how to explain this, so exposed and so vulnerable for him. Because you think about it, he goes, college dropout, late registration, graduation, that's all of like his 
coming to adulthood. Yeah. Right. Coming to adulthood and like I think everybody could re- everybody could relate to that. We're struggling with school, trying to make it, st- stuff like that. Ada Wits and Heartbreaks is when he l- begins to start his like experimenting sound. Right. Auto tune joint. Auto tune, all that stuff. Like not auto tone like T Pain or auto tune like T Pain, but like a different way of like putting textures and sound to it. So he's going through the experimental phase and his beautiful twisted dark fantasy. Good lord, that was a good album. And he like went like fully committed to his art yeah like do you hear the stories that he when he made that in hawaii Mm-mm. where like people weren't allowed to wear oh, certain yeah, things yeah, yeah. like yeah. every morning they would always like meditate together and stuff like that. i was like oh he went full on like hipster mode like he went big on the budget i remember def jam was talking about like yeah but that album long. was like his uh i want to say his masterpiece well yeah i guess i'll say it. one of his masterpieces where it's yeah. like it it showed the conversion of his heart. It showed his coming to age situation. It showed his love for music and also his pain he was going through. Yeah. Right? Like, it's one of those things where, like, dude, like, you could hear it. You're like, oh, it's a really good sound. But then it's also like, oh, his heart is broken. Like, I think this is around the time where he lost his mom, right? So it's just like, heart is broken in that sense. Then we go into Watch the Throne with Jay-Z. Good lord, that was a good album. I hope they drop Watch the Throne 2. Man, what is up? That's politics. Watch the Throne 2. Yeah. There's a bunch of albums that is just on a hard drive sitting and we're not going to listen to it until for sure. whatever. Like, that's one of those things where, like, he he's no longer underground, right? He is yeah. now for sure, like, mainstream with Jay-Z, right? And so I think that's, like, super cool in that sense. It'd be the best collab album of yeah. all time. Then we, then we got Yeezus, which is, like, Experimental album bringing a bunch of new sounds to the whole hip hop industry. If you think about Jesus and what he, what that album did, it changed the sound of hip hop for a long time. Like everybody's dropping 808s right now. Yeah. Right. And he did that two albums ago, but now during Jesus, he dropped a bunch of weird electric sounds to it too. Yeah. (laughs) Life of Pablo, which he claims as a gospel album with a bunch of cussing, which is hilarious. (laughs) But if you actually listen to that album, it's actually really good. It's actually really good. And then Yee is when he starts to find out he has some Yay. mental issues now. Was that Yay? Yay, sorry. Did they change that album name? Or oh, I like being Yay. I like I hate being bipolar, it's awesome. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that title. And that's where that's where he starts to figure out that like he got problems, he's broken, it's whatever. And he accepts it, it's fine. And then he has a collab with uh well he drops Kid Sea Ghost, which is also Pretty good if you listen to it. You know him and Kid Cudi are about to do a, a cartoon. That'd be sick. They were going to do it. I hope they do it. No, it's coming. When? Where? It's with that uh, Japanese designer. Really? Yeah. They just announced it on Hypebeast. But That's yeah. tight. But Kid See Ghost was also another story of him struggling with some of his mental issues, right? And then Jesus is king. Total flip, but not flip. <laughs> like, this is why I, I, I see myself... Or I, say Kanye describes like me as an artist or in that sense because he goes through his journey and he makes his art his journey too like he's not saying I'm a certain way he's like this is who I am I'm putting it on vinyl I'm putting it on music and so his encounter with Jesus was really sick and he was like I'm committing to it. like this is what my soul is speaking of this is what my soul is at and Jesus King like people hate it but it's actually pretty good like it's not a Christian album like Compared to like other Christian, but it is a gospel Christian album at that point too. Yeah, they got the clips on it, so I mean it's 
a new Christian album. It's not. He's always trying to do something different. It's one of those albums where it's a Christian album, but you could tell it doesn't land in Christian hip hop. Yeah. Right. Because like I feel like Christian hip hop, like Lecrae is like that big argument right now too, where he's trying to get out of being labeled a Christian rapper yeah. because they don't take him serious as a rapper. But I'm like, yo, Lecrae's a good rapper. Oh, he's been good for he's been he solid a for good a hell rapper. long. So Jesus is King is on the other side of that where he is he made a Jesus Christian album, not in the Christian avenue. Yeah. Which is really cool. So there's that. That's why I love Kanye, because of his full journey and also this discovering his Christian faith too and being so authentic on that. With how I create, I try and be authentic with everything I create. Try and show that full full journey on that one. Next, Chance the Rapper. <laughs> I love Chance the Rapper. I was on him early when he's dropped 10 days. Like Really? Yeah, I was on him. Before soon. Acid Rap, huh? I mean, yeah. before uh, Juice, before he dropped Juice? Yeah. Yeah, because I think everybody... Really? Mm-hmm. So I found him... What year did that come out? So... Well, mm, I mean, I was on 10 Days album, so that was 2012. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy that this is the first project. It's 10 Day. <laughs> he, made that as, no, he made that as a kid, dude. A uh, high school student. Off of like, so you just go to the library in Chicago yeah. and just community stuff. and then work Yeah, so I discovered him off 10 Days in Acid Rap. Like, those are like the two. I was like, this is tight. Bruh. That was was that was some good stuff, and it's part about it now. So he got he has ten days acid rap coloring book is when he started to get really big. But I was just like, people like, oh, this is first album. Like, no, it's not. This is third. Like, what do you mean? Coloring book is when he started working with Kanye. Yeah, but it's also he had that gospel sound too. So it was more of a new age, like Young Blood, making that certain sound for Chicago, making that certain sound as like gospel influence type of thing. And so that's why I really appreciate that. And I know people hate on his Big Day album. I think it's more of like it was just predictable, right? I think it's because he wasn't rapping as much as how he used to. Duh, which uh, is understandable because yeah. that's a lot of rapping with his cadence and his style. Yeah. But I'm just like, I gotta, you guys gotta respect. Like, he loves his wife that much, guys. Come on. <laughs> I can't. I didn't even know that that was a thing that he was catching heat for that. Come People are so on. disrespectful on the internet. Don't make fun of his wife. He dedicated his whole first, like, real album to his wife, bro. And his love story with his wife. Stop hating on it. Jeez, man. I feel like he's had a couple real albums, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think the only thing that he's gotten heat from was, like, not rapping, but whatever. Yeah. Chance is still amazing. Chance is still good. I think he's just... He is landing in the line of, like, he's not a... F- I don't want to say this, but he's just... He is a mixture of a lot of things. He's not a rapper. He could rap. He could rap, but he's not like a dedicated rapper. Yeah. Like he's just a all around really good musician, understands his music, and he has a lot of good people behind him to make a certain sound that he, that he's trying to present to the world. Yeah, his live arrangement and the voc- church vocals and it's on point. It's good. And he could rap too when he wants. You put him on a song with Vic Mensa or his church verse with yeah. a DJ. Psh, that is that that church verse is the when he was the heir to Andre 3000. Like yeah. his style is very unorthodox and it's like amazing. And, and he's, he's melodic. Yeah. It's like, and he, he's just, I don't know, Chance Rapper, he's so well diverse. Like people forget, like he has like silly, silly lines too, <laughs> which is hilarious. 
Then he has like really good stuff. And then he has yeah. like really raw stuff. Like when he was on Team Back on Team Backpacks YouTube channel, I was like, oh shoot, like you're a rapper still. Like yeah. he holds that to his heart too. So you could tell like he is just the solution of what Chicago music had. Yeah. Right. And so that's why I think it's really cool where he is the combination of his peers. He's a combination of his environment and he's celebrating that. And that's why I like Chance Rapper too is like for me as a creative, I'm celebrating of my environment type of thing. And then my last but not least, this one hurts. Mac Miller, oh, RIP. But he, I was on him early. Like literally, like I remember in high school, like when he dropped Kids and Best Day Ever, like that wasn't his first thing. He dropped some music in 2009, but Kids came out in 2010. Best I ever came out in 2011. And I remember everybody in high school was like, who is that? I bumped it driving. I bumped it on graduation. Yeah. Like everybody was like, dude, who is that? He has a good raspy voice. He has a good raspy voice and he knows music. Yeah. He went from a backpack rapper to like a jazz musician. Yeah. And he, and he taught himself everything too. Yeah. He's playing the keys. So it's, he's one of those things where like he got onto music early and at a young age, he accepted that he's just going to be a musician. Yeah. And so... I was on him early. I remember I was trying to get everybody onto the best day ever. And people were like, who is this? In Seattle. So, I, so in yeah. Seattle, right? So we're from Seattle. Reminder, Beacon Road. But imagine like you discover like the internet, like you find him on SoundCloud or whatever. You're like, what the heck? This is tight. Yeah. Because when did you hear of Mac Miller? Late. It was late. I don't even remember the first song I listened to Mac. Yeah. Because he has some dope remixes too. I'm just like, dude, people sleep yeah. on some of his remixes. I put it in one of my mixes. I don't remember. I was just like, yeah. I forgot he made this. <laughs> I actually listened to Mac Miller. Like, I mean, I think he was on the XL Freshman cover. Yeah. At 2012, I think. Yeah. Maybe. I think so. But it was hot, man. There was a lot of rappers at 2010 that released. So it was kind of like hard to like specifically sit down and listen to him. Yeah. But, oh, he's amazing. Yeah. So Mac Miller, the reason why I love him is because he just, he's understood when he was at a young age. Like if you listen to kids or the beginning of uh, Best Day Ever, he just sounds young. Yeah, he sounds like a backpack rapper, and then like his voice changed after smoking hella. <laughs> and it's like the texture of his voice changed, yeah. but he still sang and was like in the pocket so clean. Right. So he dropped "Kids Best Day Ever." I might miss some, so don't, Mac Miller fans, don't kill me right now. <laughs> I love life. Thank you, Macadilic. Mac. Macadilic. Macadilic. Sorry, I'll say Macadilish. That doesn't sound right. Macadocious. <laughs> Macadocious. <laughs> Smart guy. Smart guy. And then uh, Good AM, Divine Feminine, Swimming, and then Circles, which he actually didn't release like with him alive. He, oh, it's supposed. His, his homies helped finish that album. His growth is crazy. Dude, Coming if you, from a backpack rapper to like a dedicated musician. I remember he, Nowadays, that's rare. And then I remember like he's one of those, you could tell he was just like a genuine dude. Like if you watch his Rhythm Roulette, it's so sad. He's just in the garage with his parents because he didn't really let young. Yeah. And then I remember it, it was one of those sad moments where his dad was like, he's talking to the, the camera people. He's like, hey, you're taking care of my son, right? He's making good music, right? He's going to be famous. Like, I was like, <laughs> damn, really? That was that early on Rhythm Roulette? Yeah. Damn. Like, he's been I, on the NPC. Like, he, he was just like, I remember Rhythm Roulette, when he was making music, he would jump on the bass, jump on the NPC, make a beat. And I was like, dude, this guy just loves music. And so... You just can't be a solid rapper. You got to be able to do other things. And he did, and that. he proved it, too. And he was like, all right, bet. Let's do it. So those are my free, three 
musician, artist that kind of describe a little bit of who I am, where like Kanye West, the journey of his faith, discovering and still loving music and having music speak to his soul. Chance the Rapper kind of being the solution or common denominator of what Chicago and his community and his community produced for him, right? And then making gospel cool. Yeah, making gospel cool and like also like, dude, like not caring what people say. Like he's going to make music that he wants to talk about. And Mac just being really passionate about music. Like me as a creative, I'm really passionate about music. I'm like definitely solution of my environment and I'm a very faithful you know, creative artists. And I truly believe that like the creative spirit comes from Jesus. Right. So that's me. Those are my three artists. So why, what about Mac Miller? Why, why Mac Miller? What, what correlates between you and Mac? He's passionate down to the T like down to the T of like, I'll learn a bass. I'll learn a piano oh, to the details of yeah. each. Whereas yeah. Like, he, yeah. You definitely do more than one thing. And he, he yeah. yeah. And, that, and that that's why, sense. and that's why I kind of put Charles Gambino on there also. Yeah. This is an honorable mention. He's like number four. Childish Gambino, he is a, a Swiss army knife creative where he could act, he could sing, he could write. Like, and that's how I see, how I try and push myself also where, yes, there are a bunch of avenues people could go through, but wanting to kind of do a bunch of other things at once. So like nobody knows what Bino started at. No. He started as a comedian or an actor or nobody a writer. Knows. Like what did Yeah, yeah nobody what's knows. What's his main thing? All right, so we're gonna take a quick break here and then we're gonna go into Randy's artist. That describes me. That describes hey. him. Alright, we'll be right back. And we're gonna play should we play some of your music in the break? On on a break. I don't know. Okay, maybe this on, break. Maybe, maybe this or maybe the next one. Maybe but. the next one. Maybe we'll put my mix in this one and yeah. then the next one. Yeah, Alright, yeah. we'll be right back. Sir, we back. So Randy got a new beer, but he is going to finish my first one. Okay. <laughs> so I just finished talking about the three artists that best describes me. And now we're going to go into Randy's three artists. He's pumped for this one. So I'm more excited for him to share this than because I didn't tell you. Yeah, why. you didn't. You I didn't tell, tell you why. why. So Randy, go ahead. Hold what on, are your three mine? artists? Mine get erased? I don't think so. I don't know. Oh, no, it's here right here. So, um... Let's go into something different because me and Bradley put Kanye on our list. So you're gonna take him out? No, I'm gonna. That has to be there. Okay. That has to be there. I'm not the same, man. No, I can't just take out that guy. Yeah. We're gonna have a whole episode dedicated on this. We man. do though. We have that lined We're up. Still talking about him <laughs> on, like soon, but 
for the first artist, I'm gonna mention Wale. Oh, okay. I think Wale is the best uh, love song rapper out there in the history of ever. Bold, I think bold claim, guys. Bold claim. J Cole's nice too, but I think Wale, all his singles are like rap and R and B. Like he's the yeah. new fabulous. Like he just uses like isolation for an inspiration for love songs, and you could feel that. Mm-hmm. And he does it in a tasteful way where you talk about depression in a, a slick way, but obviously using like alcohol as an escape or like because I met him at, at TLU's. And he's short. He's a short Virgo who's hella funny, but doesn't like being social. Hold on. And tangent. <laughs> tangent. Remember when we t loose and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's beast mode, bro. And you were just like, nah, bro, he's hella fat. You know, I was like, nah, I'm pretty sure that's Marshawn Lynch, dude. I was probably a little loud. He probably heard me. <laughs> dude, was that look big? He looked like the door frame. Bro, he looked like he could tackle the sh- out of you. He didn't look and fast. Break though. you into three different spirits. <laughs> Oh, Cam Chancellor looks scary. Cam yeah. Chancellor is scary from far away. All right. Anyway, so you met you met a Wale at Tilu's. Yeah, and he's short. He's a. I, I watch his, all his interviews. Like he's hella funny, but he's like, he's pessimistic to himself, and I just relate to like everything he does is the music that I would love to make. Yeah. Like his live instrument, his neo soul type joints, and his the poetry that he does in the very beginning of his intros. Yeah. It's very tastefully done. Like his flow is very effortless too, which I, I just admire his flow. It's just I think, yeah, I just need to work on that. But yeah, his he's amazing. Like if you look it, when you listen to it, they're like there's different phases that you live in your life, and then you're and like, then it hits your it heart, hits you right? Like, right? Damn, are you talking about me? Just at me, son. Like this is good. Like this is a. It's hard to make a love song that's good. And not corny. Especially because everybody makes a love song, right? Like, don't make a corny, like, yeah. one bar. You think, if he, he does a lot of two-verse songs, 32 bars, you got to have one bar that just is like, eh, that's a filler bar that was like, eh. Yeah. His whole thing is, like, very it's solid. Like, it's, like, layered on it's top a, of it where you could hear it every time. Yeah, it's cohesive. He's a yeah. complete, he's good. He's he's amazing. I think he's the best. And wait, then, quick, wait, hold on. Before you go on, when did you first hear Wale? Not Lotus Flower. <laughs> I mean, that's a good song, though. No, I mean, uh, song, I think though. it was because uh, he's on the Freshman uh, 2010 with J. Cole. And yeah. I think just hearing his freestyle. Yeah. Because I think he was on the same video with J. Cole. I'm not sure. It's probably wrong. But yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's probably the first time I heard his freestyle. But Chain Music. Chain Music was one of my favorite songs growing up because that was up-tempo Wale. Mm-hmm. Like, Wale having fun. Yeah, it's weird that Wale, like, he's also one of those, like, super diverse musicians. Even though his pocket is like, dude, do a slow jam, bro, is... Bro, if you're Wale, the only thing I don't like about Wale is that just hire a singer. (laughs) That's the only reason that you're getting held back. I feel like J. Cole was, like, getting all this no feature love, and he was like, all right, I'm gonna do the same thing. And then he kind of got, he made some songs that probably should have just been released as a demo and then got a singer from it yeah that's true all right next artist um oh i'm gonna do i'm gonna do kanye okay i have to do him yeah i can't i was trying to be different but you know i have to i have to put him on because just college dropout alone amazing just the artwork alone 
man, just the, the bear just sitting in the stands, just being hella sad about school. Yeah. Like, I don't even need to know what the music was. Just, like, looking at that artwork, I was like, bro. It's, it's whole such a good story already like, off the bat. Yeah, This 10 years later hits me so different. Yeah. More than anything else. Maybe we'll put some... No. We got flag. No, we got a hold. We got flag for Kanye putting him last time. He <laughs> <laughs> took our video down. YouTube took our video down because we put Kanye in one of our breaks. Yeah. Not good news. Anyways, keep going. But, yeah, Kanye... Um, he his Zane Lowe interview was amazing. We'll talk about that later on. Yeah, we got a on whole his bunch episode. of stuff in the back pocket for Kanye. But then like his energy, man. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm bipolar, but I feel like I'm. His interviews where he's wilding out, yeah. And then he'll talk about some serious, or he'll be jokingly like, like even on Jesus Walks, he has a a line from a funny movie. Yeah. So he he'll be serious and funny at the same time but you just have to listen to where he's like going on a rant like kanye rants are so inspirational and so raw like and that's that's my type of energy and where it's I'm funny like, too because people think he's like he's crazy i'm like no listen to what he's saying though it's actually some really good sense. stuff sometimes kanye is too brash i get it I, yeah but like brashness the words whatever but if you listen to the content he's saying yeah. dude it's so good I think of recent, he was just kind of going for the uh, the statement that gets the headline. Yeah. After his saying low, he was trying to repeat that, which got him in trouble. But yeah. Kanye, Kanye his arrangement, two. what he did for sampling, made sampling cool and that culture. Yeah. Because the whole point of hip hop was in the beginning, it was getting looked down on just because it was like, no, you guys aren't musicians. You're just stealing our music and just yeah. sampling from it. Yeah. And so there's no art to it, and he made that in like. A, he made that where he was like, whatever. It's still like he made a classic album. Yeah. I was like, man, three samples too. So yay, Wale, and let me. Oh, <laughs> he's hyper number three. I'm not hype, but let me let me preface this okay, with okay, like, okay, okay, okay. in no way am I saying I'm like this because this is everybody's hero. This is the black Jesus of hip hop. Okay. Um, Tupac. Oh, okay. Pac. Is my first like introduction to wait, music. Wait, hold on, you didn't put Nipsey in there. Nah. I mean, I wanted to. Is he like number four? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Because two. Okay. Anyway, Tupac. Pac. Man. Just, well, I don't know. So my brother put me on to like hip hop. So if I if I didn't have my brother, I would probably just be listening to R and B all the time. Yeah. But my first two songs of hip hop that I ever listened to was Dear Mama and Hit 'Em Up. Hit 'Em Up oh, is still cool. my favorite. Those are songs. Those are two time. good songs to ever. I was like, encounter. "What the hell is this?" Yeah. I feel like my brother specifically played those. Just to be <laughs> like, look how dynamic this dude is. Like, low key, just he could do this and that. And I feel like I, I made a diss track, and it was cathartic as hell. But I could make a love song because I know how hard it is to find somebody real. Yeah. And so, like, Tupac is one of those artists. Is a generational talent that you could take music away from him and he still could have been the will smith of the world yeah and he was just amazing and i watched his interviews all all i've watched all his interviews yeah and so it was just like he influenced my taste level of hip-hop like that was thank god i have an older brother and older sister because yeah, my yeah. taste level would have been just like Ludacris and Ellie. <laughs> I mean, bo both me and you are yeah. are like 
younger siblings. Yeah. And so our big influence came from our older siblings too. For Which sure. is good. Yeah. Pass them the aux cord. Yeah. They the know. They know. Pass. Dude, control this. It's one of those changers. things where like you swear like your siblings are like you guys are on a certain trend. We're like. You guys like think of this before everybody else did. I swear. Yeah. Uh, you don't realize how much our older brother and older sister like, like shaped us. Like small, small tangent again. My brother was the one of the first people in Seattle to be onto members only jackets. <laughs> like I remember, Sick. I remember, I remember he went thrift store shopping before thrift shop was a thing, and I would yeah. follow him to like Goodwill, to St. Vincent de Paul, and he would find members only jackets, and he got everybody on it. And I was like, all right, cool. But then a couple years later, everybody's doing it. And I was like, what? <laughs> what the? That was the way for a minute, too. Yeah. Anyways, total tangent, but shout out to our older siblings, man. Or you have multiple ones. I have yeah. one older sibling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my list. Yay, Wale, and Pac. That's tight. That's a good one. So I'm going to go into this. Why do you love music? You want to answer that first? Because I have a long answer. Dang it, man. Why do I love music? Bro, it speaks to the soul, man. Like when you're going through shit and you don't know the words to say, bro. Like there's nothing that just So I love music in multiple different ways that slowly have become one uh I don't know how to explain one morph thing. So I I came I learned through music through playing like Christian music. Through playing the guitar, a little bit of piano, like youth group days, like just playing for retreats and stuff like that. So that's how I learned music on a contextual level. Um but I always loved hip hop, right? I think I mentioned I mentioned this earlier, where I learned hip hop through dance, and so slowly those things were like kind of separate. And now for me, with music, it kind of morphed into one where, like, there's something where music just touches your soul or it touches certain people's soul a certain way. Yeah. Like for you, you rapping touches touches a soul a certain way. Me DJing, mixing, hearing music, visually, moving physically with music and stuff like that like you I, it's like it's something you can't explain at a certain point where you're just like dude you just gotta hear it for your soul and for your heart and that's why i love music in that sense where it kind of takes away some of the bullshit in life it's good for you it helps you just kind of go through your emotions in your heart and it becomes good for you and it just like exposes everything in a good way like the one thing i'm doing right now for like music is when i find a good album i'll literally go on my skateboard for like two hours just listen to it deeply like skateboarding and all that stuff and I remember earlier this week, I remember I was listening to a certain album and I was at the VA parking lot. I think you saw that picture. At the very top, I was listening to like, I forget what album it was. Maybe it was just a mix or something. On the top of that parking lot, just watching the sunset. I was like, no, nothing could ex nothing could explain the feeling of that. Yeah. Where you're just like at a sunset, listening to some, some of your favorite music of all time. And it's just like touch, touching your heart. It's making you feel refreshed inside. So that's why I love music. There's there's something that you can't explain. And then creating music too, it's a whole different thing too of this learning contextually. Like there's a term in choreography where it's musicality, where you hear music in motion. And so like how you move is to a certain wavelength of that music. And like, it's one of those things where like, as a choreographer or dancer, you'll be like, oh, this guy listens to music way differently than everybody else. Yeah. Where there's like, he's hitting beats you've never heard. You're like, Where'd that come from? But then he hits a boom, and you're like, oh, that came from right there. It's freaking, I don't know. Yeah, Hugo, why do you love music? <laughs> this is gonna be, it's gonna be I'm hot. ready. So I love music because it's one of those things where it is therapeutic, it's cathartic. It's one of those things where you could take an idea or a raw emotion and you cre can create 
a tangible thing that you're proud of yeah. and you could listen to for confidence. High key, I listen to my unreleased music just to remember that I could rap and I'm actually nice. <laughs> and just when I feel like shit or feel like I'm just going through the motions of just life and I'm just tired and just yeah. going like it's one of those things you press low-key. play and then it just sparks it's up like, everything in your life, right? Hey, my life is kind of actually popping sometimes. Yeah. And so I, I could go back onto my music and listen to that for confidence. And that's one. As far as technical speaking, technically speaking, I love I love harmonies. I love um, guitar riffs. I love sax riffs. I love music breakdowns. Yeah. I love reggae. I love... Dude, reggae and Afrobeats are coming back, bro. Like, I think so. Yeah. I think Wale tried, but... I think it was his timing for him. Enough. It was his timing for him. Like, people just weren't ready for that sound yet. Yeah, I love, man, I love the music breakdowns, live instruments. I love steel drums. <laughs> I love falsettos. I love singers. I love lyrics. I love imagery, metaphors, similes, double entendres, yeah. references. Like, I love when the verse just ends perfectly and then just goes into the bridge or the pre-hook or the, yeah. the chorus. Or it doesn't feel like it's two separate pieces. Like, it yeah. just flow perfectly. Wale together. does that perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love, like, the break, like, I think I mentioned the breakdowns of it, but then when you just, like, when rappers sing, like, I love Joyner Lucas right now. Dude. Joyner Lucas is a monster. He's one of those, like, purebred rappers. Did you, did you see his... So there was, so total, total tangent again. <laughs> we got to make this a regular thing now. But when, have you seen that video where he's like, he made a music video in like uh, a church and stuff like that. He talks about, uh, is it the guy wearing the hat? The Donald Trump hat? Uh, I don't know about that. What is it? Where he talks about how like he's not, he's, is devil's work or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? What? Hold on. Okay. Keep talking. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> Anyways, keep talking about why you love music. I need to look the crap up real quick. I don't remember. <laughs> I think I finished it. Dang it. Hold on. Where is was it? Was it old? No, it's just, it was recent. It was basically just talking about... Uh, oh, he just released the album. Timbaland with 10 bands. Yeah, Devil's Work. Did he, make a vi- he made a couple of videos. I think he... Wait, what, which, which album... Were- do you like ADHD? Do you like that album? That's my joint. I love that album. That's actually one of the answers to my uh, songs or questions later. So he made he made he made this song "Devil's Work," um, and this is one of the ones where he like rented out a, a church and stuff like that, and people are, and he like it's basically a common thing where like you're you're mad at God and you know in the church you're, like yelling at him, but then he's like, "It's not your fault. It's the devil's oh, okay. work." Okay, yeah. But dude, like the bars that he's spitting that, like as a religious person, dude, like it's one of those things where like you kind of want to be mad, but it's like it's not, it's not God's fault. Like it's totally on us. Like why shit's going down? (laughs) (laughs) Be accountable for your own shit. Yeah. Anyways, okay. But yeah, I'm pretty sure you watched that video. Yeah, I've seen it. I I watched every movie released by him. But yeah, I mean, music. He's speaking. He's spinning some good stuff, though. There is a talent. There's a. I feel like we're in the golden era of music, man. I, I don't think people give the artists now credit. I feel like R&B's at a good, great place right now. Yeah. Where do you think the love of music for you started? Was it when like your siblings started showing you music, or when you? I mean, 
imagine pre-funking without music. <laughs> like, wait, no, let's be what let, we, let's be quiet real quick. Hold on. I can't be quiet for more than. <laughs> like Mark. that's that's just what it is. You're just gonna <laughs> listen to music and chill. Like, yeah. Before the internet, before like games was a thing. Yeah. All we did, like before internet on your phone. What we what did we do? We played music and hooped. We really did though. Like that's no. What we did, I remember. We would bring, like, a CD player or a boombox or something, yeah. and just hoop, and have a CD playing on repeat the whole time. Back when I was hella brown <laughs> or browner. <laughs> so we gotta adjust your exposure. I mean, I'm pretty light right now too, though. Yeah, Whatever. Probably should have turned that down. Whatever. All right. So that's where you think. Started back in like childhood. Pre-funking? No, I was too young to pre-funk. <laughs> that's a terrible answer. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I started to lo- learn the love, uh, the love of music when I started dancing. When I started yeah. learning breakdance. Uh, I got on breakdance on early, so I remember... <laughs> this was before you got served. This is what, <laughs> I watched... Okay, this is how much I love music and dance. I watched you guys serve like four times in theaters. Yeah. Back to back. You were with me like twice. Pacific Place. <laughs> That was the first movie I watched at that spot. Yeah, I. But with music, I remember I was on hip hop early. One of my cousins gave me, maybe when I was like twelve years old, maybe even younger than that, they gave me the DVD, The Freshest Kids. The Freshest Kids is a breakdance documentary, and it's about the the core birth of hip hop. And so that's where I like I even knew the history back then. When I was like, dude. Like the breakdown of the beat is when hip hop started. So imagine there's disco, there's a bunch of all this music comes out, but there's the break of the beat, break of a record. That's when B-Boys came out. And that's when DJing started, where they would take a break of a beat of a record, combine it with another break of the beat of another record. And that's where you got the break beat. Like, I was on that early. Oh, such a good, such a good moment to discover. Yeah. Appreciating music is another level. You can feel the difference of like, when you understand how much work goes into a three minute song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we talked about this on the episode that we chalked. It's like <laughs> 30,000 hours into it, like rapper, singer, producer, engineer. That's 40,000 hours. Yeah. Into a three minute piece. And that doesn't, that doesn't even count of like those individual pieces learning their craft. That's just, that's learning the craft. And then the studio time dedicated to that three minute song. Yeah. So it's like, when you try to learn music or you're like dancing to music or mixing music, there's another level of appreciation. And yeah, that's yeah. one of those things where like, it, music was always around, but then it's like, damn, playing the piano is actually hella hard with the dexterity and shit. That's why we got melodics, bro. <laughs> we gotta get hey, this shit. That's happening. Anyways, what are we at? Okay. You wanna go into Dream Collabs, anticipated Grief. albums? Cause I don't have any Dream Collabs in my head. You did. You mentioned. Uh, oh, okay. I have Aaliyah, one. I Aaliyah. have one dream collab. Aaliyah, Nipsey Hussle, and Tupac. That would be oh, on one song. On one oh, song. <laughs> that would be crazy. Damn, he went straight to Dead or Alive. That would be crazy. Aaliyah, Nipsey Hussle. Okay, on the like Nipsey Hussle and Tupac. I guess for incarnation versions of each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they have that same soul. Like they they rap differently. They make music that's different, but they have that same heart and soul. And having Ali on there, the real OG of R&B. Mm. I want to do K. 
Kehlani and Aaliyah. Oh, you got new school and old school. Okay. I want to do uh, Whitney Houston and uh, Beyonce. <laughs> oh. I want to do J. Cole and Kehlani. How that never happened yet uh, bugs my mind. I want to see. Okay, now you got me thinking. I want to see J. Cole and Kendrick finish a full. They're full, supposed to do that Black so, Friday project, man. Uh, they, Kanye. Have, they have the fake one on YouTube. Yeah, they did a whole <laughs> artwork on that. That's so stupid. And then Kanye and uh, Chance supposed to do a uh, good ass job. Well, I mean, that's a rumored title, but that was just a play on the college dropout series of yeah. the titles. Yeah. Just name alone. I was like, that's I want to I want to see Kanye and Jay-Z drop Watch Throne. Watch Throne, too. too. And someone knows it's on a hard drive somewhere. Well, where, what would that sound like, though? Like, it can't sound like the first one. Because Watch a Throne was what everybody wanted, like sampled boom bat beats yeah. with good raps over it. Yeah. I don't know what that would sound like. With honestly. like soulful samples. Yeah, I don't know what that would sound like. That'd be interesting. Especially but, where Kanye is now. Like, I don't think he's like mentally just wants to drop that anymore. Yeah. It's like, it's part of his. <laughs> he moved on like four times from yeah. that. Now he's like Adidas and Gap and just working on apparel. Did you they invest in Gap, bro? No. You see the stock market, bro? That's bro, crazy. there's so much money that you need to just invest in more than five <laughs> stocks. It's just like. No, right. but. uh shout outs to the asian dudes i want to i want to put this one on okay um was it russell and uh oh, you're, pulling, you're, you're calling out asian artists God. russell and rich brian <gasps> yo russell <laughs> and rich yo, brian sign me up camera as a, sign me up as an a and r dog i Bro, there's so many like I, I play with music. I do like fantasy football type shit where it's like, man, I want this guy on my like on a song with him. That Dude. would sound perfect. I feel like Russell needs to. I think it'd be dope for Russell to join 88 Risings in the sense of like adding that extra texture. I'm surprised 88 Rising didn't reach out approach to him. him. Yeah, because 88 Rising. I mean, they're really dope, but they're missing that certain real like textured sound that Russell has. Yeah. And Russell is an amazing musician. I feel like he's been holding it back his bars on purpose. He's like literally just flexing his um, abilities. I think. I think. I think the sad part too is just he's more limited by his resources around him. Yeah. Right. Because I'm pretty sure if he was in LA or something like that, because Toronto, you kind of got to kind of got in get in with like the Drake community. He got a mini co-sign by Drake. He got a little shout out. Did he? he? Was, yeah. Okay. And then he was on uh, BET. He yeah. was on, uh, what was the show? Whatever the BET show was, the, where they did the videos, the top 10, 106 in part. Yeah. yeah. I, was like, I was like, that's TRL <laughs> is MTV. He was, was, 106, he was on 106 in yeah, part, yeah, yeah. so he had that, but he wasn't established as like the hooks. He didn't have the hooks that he does now back in the day. Yeah, I mean, I think he did, but it wasn't as refined as yeah. now. I think Russell is probably Russell and Rich Bride is gonna be one of the greatest Asian artists Dude. for a long time. Where they represent a collab that's like new gen, old gen, like remix. Like it's gonna be a certain sound that like just represents the Asian culture in a good way. Rich Bride got uh, Ghostface's cosign. That's and that's crazy. <laughs> Awesome, like his just by his voice alone. Yeah, and he got good hooks. Yeah, he got great hooks. Yeah, that is. Anybody watch this? Like, that's... listen to song Bali or Bali, and then uh, history. Dude, history. I remember we were talking about it. history deserves so much more credit. Mm. Oh, he got views though. Yeah, he I did. don't know about credit thank, and respect. You know, honestly, but... thanks, thank God to YouTube and SoundCloud. That's the only reason why they're big. Because yeah. if they were gonna get co-signed by like. Any other labels, it would never happen. Also, his whack name kind of got 
helped him on some like viral. His controversial name helped him. Yeah. But now not, not whack, yeah. Controversial. Controversial. And then he fixed, it. He he fixed, fixed it. it. And he fixed it appropriately. Yeah. He fixed it appropriately. He understand, like, okay, I'm getting taken more serious in the music industry. I need to drop this name. I low-key want to change my rapper name to like Uncle Rambo or like <laughs> Oh, I was totally thinking about what if you made a sample okay. What if you made a like if you're producing music where like you have a a watermark sample that says uncle <laughs> from like your niece or your nephew. Oh, that they write. That they that they say on mic. Oh, okay. That they're calling your name like uncle? That'd be sick. I'm gonna have to get my newborn to do it because Or right, yeah. Yeah, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Like, you know how, like, uh, the kids' choir sound was a thing? Imagine, yeah. like, it's a quick kid sing in the very beginning. Like, it's like a certain beat, then it says uncle. I gotta get them candid, though. I can't just yeah, be yeah, like, put them on, on like, the mic and pull be out like, a mic. Hey, say, say something cute. Be <laughs> cute for a second. I can't put them on command. They're gonna be like, Ugh. all right, are we gonna take a break or we gotta take them? Yeah, we gotta take a break. All right, we real gotta quick. take a break real quick. We're gonna double check these cameras. We're probably gonna play. Is this one more? My mix. One of your mixes or one of your songs? One of my songs that we referenced various times. What song do you wanna put on this one? It's uh, The Cool Down. Is it? Yeah, I'll release it. Maybe it'll force me to. Wait, wait, wait what's, what song? What, which one is this? The Cool Down, like the Neo Soul Jazz joint. Okay. You played downstairs. With yeah. the music video, with yeah, the yeah, big yeah. speaker. All right, this this next song coming up is Ran one of Randy's songs. That's my favorite song I've ever made. Appreciate ever. it. Listen to it. We hope you enjoy. We'll be right back. I can't control the world around me getting colder. Plus, I got enemies over my shoulder. I'm just grateful for another day, another chance, and I won't let it go. Over my shoulder I'm just grateful for another day Another chance and I won't Let it go the way I need to shine in the city of rain Joy feels better when you go through some pain See I'm jaded and I'm faded and my heart's so cold Need a rhythm and a dream just to heal my soul Wasting time, getting wasted, need to switch up the tempo Mom and pop sacrifice, can't waste my potential Hey ma, what you mean that you proud of me? I mean I, I fell off, then I fell asleep Now I should only rest when I rest in peace Used to want more pads and an NPC See my fam could've died, see time is a treasure cold world so I'm a diamond under pressure, will I ever be content? It's a mystery, leave the pain in the past and make history See time is of the essence and in time I'm learning lessons Through the stress in every second of my count, every blessing, hold up I can't control the world around me getting colder Plus I got enemies over my shoulder I'm just grateful for another day Another chance and I won't let it go. We're back. What do you guys think of Randy's music? I hope I hope it's pretty good. I hope you guys don't hate on it. You guys hate on it. I'm gonna cancel <laughs> cancel culture. I'm gonna be so sad. Be like, boo! <laughs> like uh, Apollo, where you get pulled with the uh, with the cane <laughs> from the clown. Nah, it's good, man. It's good. It's just I, for me. No, I, we're we're doing the second the hook and the second verse, but I still gotta find the session folder and redo the first. Oh, first again. He knows exactly but, which parts he wants to put on the break. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> if I get 30 seconds of fame or 20 seconds, then I know exactly what <laughs> put on. Okay, okay, okay. Why hip hop and rap? Why? 
what do you what do you think I was gonna do? EDM and country? <laughs> hey, don't hate don't hate on Mark. He loves that stuff. You love what? Country or EDM? He oh he loves oh. both. Hey, Nelly's country grammar is the best country album of all time. <laughs> why 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 hip hop and rap? Man, I mean, it wasn't even my choice. Mm. I mean, we were just it was it was hip hop and rap. It was it was Usher and Tupac from my brother and sister. Yeah. And it was Whitney Houston and Celine Dion from my dad. And like Jackson Five and Michael Jackson yeah. from my mom. We were just a generation that we just listened to whatever was playing. We absorbed it when it came out, right? It's just, it started showing up on the table and we just took it as is. I think the reason why I love rap and hip hop is because it's the ultimate I explain this. It's the ultimate uh, musicality resourcefulness. Does that make sense? Where it's like expand on that a little bit. It's like it's one of those things where hip hop and rap came from a place where you're just pulling pieces together and trying to make something. It's a it's pretty dense. If you think about rap, it's a lot of conversation. Like if you think Talib Talib Kweli conversational Mac Miller type stuff you could put a lot in the song and and the thing about rap too it could actually encompass all of the genres of music yeah like in a way that's like that's still rap like that's still hip hop but like it has some country in there it has some EDM in there it has some jazz in there it has some blues in there it has yeah. some like classic in there like you know I mean it's not it's it might make some purists mad when they come from a certain genre but it's like that's what hip hop is it's a melting pot that makes it still good it, they shouldn't be getting mad too cause you're getting some paid people that get mad. you're getting paid for the sample there's some people that get mad they're like that's not music like People that hated hip hop in the uh, in the original in the original times, right? That's like hating stir fry or gumbo. What is he? <laughs> <laughs> How are you hating on it? So, you got paid and you hating on it? Yeah. So that's why I love hip hop and rap. It's because it just takes the environment that it's in it and it makes a certain sound. Yeah. Right. I feel it. Like, think about it. Like South End, the South Side has a certain sound. New York has a certain sound. L.A. has a certain sound. Like it's because it's it's the it's the culmination of that environment. I wonder what influenced me more. What do I sound like as an artist? Do I sound like a Chicago rapper or an East Coast rapper? Not West Coast. I feel like I need to make more like pre-funk music. I think you need to make more music so that we can start to look at it as a whole. And be like, oh yeah, you kind of sound like this. Because you, you know, people like define themselves early as an artist. Like. Yeah. Mac Miller and Chance or Kanye was backpack rappers or conscious rappers. I don't want to be a conscious rapper. I want to be one of those people where it sounds like me, where I'm like having fun, kicking yeah. it. I want to sound. I want to make music that feels like Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's I know. Do a, I know. Do a, let's let's do a quick market research. Everybody listening, take a shot of Hennessy and see what you feel, how it feels like, and if Randy makes music that sounds like that. Not AMF. We're, we're Mark Brown. We're yeah. on the Hennessy Privilege and Hennessy Black. Invest into LVMUI. Oh, <laughs> That's gosh. Hennessy. You can support Rihanna, Fancy's brand. <laughs> we're grown out here. Yeah, are you trying to make money? <laughs> if I'm going to buy some Don Julio, I'm going to invest in the Don Julio company. All right, all right, all right. Okay, 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 fine, 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 fine. Okay, let's go into uh, <laughs> love songs or diss tracks. Why? This is going to be toxic as hell again. Yeah. <laughs> Diss tracks all day. All Damn. day. All right. All love right. songs I can't relate to. I love both. 
I listen to love songs, you know, more than but a lot. But you love to clap back. Man, this tracks are amazing. Yeah. Hit them up, man. You know, you know it's bad, guys, when Randy's starting to tear up on podcast. My tear ducts be hella active, dog. Like, I don't know why. I need, like, this He's one. crying, guys. This eye, specifically. When I watch the playback and I'm like, man, I, I, I wiped my eye and it's still. <laughs> He's staring at the camera. He's making <laughs> it's sure. Still, it's still there. Like, did I get it? <laughs> I get it off. <laughs> I just need some. Just cry, just bro. Let it happen. Just let it happen, dude. Just, just let it just tear. The emotions all are the fine. Way through, bro. Trying to talk about, <laughs> oh, you a hard rapper, love diss tracks, tears. <laughs> like diss track crying the whole time, man. Anyway, so diss tracks, diss tracks over love songs. It's probably love songs are definitely a, a a more refined art, and it takes yeah more skill, I think, to make a good love song. But diss track just feels so good. Like what I love about music too is ad libs and just like that that energy that people know me about like yeah, yeah, yeah. you the loud guy that is drinking and you'd be like yeah yes i'll steer me. into that that's yeah. why I hit him up is my <laughs> joint i, I save so much money on buying coffee because i'll just play hit him up all the time in the morning oh gosh that's hella funny when are you gonna drive no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i know where you're going with that just i kidding. can't he has a diss track that we all know about that we he just can't. If drop. you know, you know. If you know, you know. But it was a very man. I love the ending of that too. I did that like two in the morning. I didn't care who I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> you heard how loud I was. I was peeking on the mic too with the limiter on. All right, but on the record, <laughs> he has a diss track in the back pocket that he's just never gonna release. He hasn't even shown me it yet, bro. No, you listen to it. Part of it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. No, I sent you the damn file. I've sent you all of my stuff. Oh, yeah. So you're saying I could leak it? No, please don't. Please don't. There's That's a, gonna start some shit. There's a child involved. I don't have a kid. I don't have a kid, guys. I don't have a kid. Dog. All right. That was a good answer. That's a good answer. That I didn't release. That sometimes things don't need to be released in public. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Does music sound better as a struggling artist? You want to answer that first? I don't think it does. I think, I think it comes from a certain motivation, right? Like it comes from a certain inspiration, like your heart's broken, whatever. But people, I think it's more of like, it's good music happens when it has a solid story, right? When it has a solid story and the solid story could happen when it's happy or not, but people just like relate to pain because that's where people listen to music when it's painful. That's really how I could best describe music sounding as a struggling <clears throat> artist. You don't think so? Um, I agree for the most part. I think uh, lyrically and content wise, your first project has more material to work with. Yeah. I know Chance's acid rap is probably something that he has to work against. It's like he has to live up to that. But um, he made that because of so much pain going on, right? Yeah, because he was off the. You think about off the drugs joint, and yeah. then you talk about uh gospel music yeah. like that like and that's the part where like if you put that on the table that story like everyone wants to see like what happened how did that happen and, right? and so why why i say probably not is because you have more resources on the later stages like you have more access to features like better yeah. audio engineers yeah. and better production where it, the track sounds balanced and sounds full yeah 
what I was surprised with Chance's last album is that his voice needs bass, like a pillow bass line. And it was very high end where it was like, did you guys just use bright mics? Can you guys turn down his yeah, trouble? Especially like, compared to Coloring Book and Acid Rap. It was just like, why like he didn't even have really back. like yeah. hitting 808s. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, the production, I still think the production on Chance's last album was a lot better than Acid Rap, but he didn't rap yeah. as much as he did before, which yeah. under I understand why, because sometimes you just have to let the production breathe. Yeah. Like if the production is so great, you just don't want to just rap over it just because you feel like you need to fill in the noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes filler raps are just not good. And so I think he took that approach and he was like, man, I got so much hype and following right now like i don't have to rap rap yeah i'll do it on a feature yeah that makes sense so i don't know it's a double-edged sword but i think it's a lot easier when you have like co-writers that helps you with hooks yeah, and content to work with to help you like add some diversity to it right like if you t think about eminem and Pac, take out dr dre mm -hmm. where's his production at like yeah. you uh, you're a backpack rapper now yeah 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 but you put Dr. Dre in there and it's all of a sudden and it's a like, whole different the, level. Like these drums are people would literally kill for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Okay. You wanna go to the next question? What what songs you're listening to? What albums? No, no, no. We no, 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 no. there's one more. There's one more. Sorry. There's one more. Okay, you could ask the last one. But this one, why do you think nineties hip hop and old school hip hop has way more resonated sound than this generation of hip hop? I don't know. That's kind of a leading question, though. All right. What do you mean? No, I agree with that question, though. I think... Mark has a question. <laughs> I have a comment. Yeah. Mark has a comment. Nineties rap has more dead people than they have right now. <laughs> I, wait, 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 wait. Before I say anything else... <laughs> well, before I say anything else, because it's like, if they're dead, you're always having that inkling in the back of your mind. Like, what could have they, what could they have done... And they're still alive yeah. today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Today, but now it's like you have so many people with, I guess, longer lifespans in the music industry. You get to see them evolve. Nineties rap and yeah. hip hop. It's like they get they got cut they off got early. cut off. So you're always yeah. gonna wonder like, this was their like Picasso. What would have been their next? That's true. <sighs> so basically, look at Mark coming coming in clutch with basically that. what he said. Nineties rappers died. <laughs> Died earlier. He didn't they're, say they're, it in a mean way, but though. not like that. He didn't frame it like that. In the most respectful he, way. But it's true. It's he, true. A lot of the best '90s hip hop artists they did get cut off a little early. Yeah, but they they did put in a lot. Like Tupac put a lot of work in before that. Like yeah, I feel that too. Though that that's that's a very valid point. That's a good point because when people die now they start listening to the music like yeah. when mac miller died now people he was appreciating to, to larry fisherman to, yeah. mac miller the x double xl all his yeah musicality like you didn't appreciate him when he was gone but you i mean i did <laughs> but, yeah. but I no i feel though. that too that's that's a great point because it's true that's true it's true that's it's facts true. i think the other part too is that back then in the 90s like you were focusing on making some of the best music because you knew that your resources were there at a certain amount of time. Yeah. Once those doors close, if you don't, if you didn't make the best music possible, it's closed. Yeah, because there was no Twitter. Like there, there's no social media. There celebrities no were put on a pedestal back in the day. Yeah. Now they're so accessible that they just feel like the homie that is yeah. making music. Well, now now it's kind of like the Jay Z situation where like you make music not because 
you want to because you know you got to represent who you are and where you come from, right? Yeah. So, like, with music this generation, it's kind of one of those things where everybody can make music. I remember I called this in the COVID where everybody's producing and releasing their music now, which is great. Like, from a from a listener's perspective, hell yeah. Like, let's continue to hear good music, but it's also one of those things where there's no reverency to, like, one good song. It's one of those True. things where you hear that album, you hear that song, called months from now, you're freaking out. You're going to forget it. Yeah. For me, I think there's two two big points to that too, though. Um, I think I'm gonna blame Auto Tune and streaming. Sorry, T-Pain. Auto, no, I love T Pain. T Pain's a talented ass artist. I'm gonna do uh, T Pain's. I mean, not not T Pain, but uh, Auto Tune streaming services are probably the reason. And like ex- accessibility to music, yeah. like the studio equipment was like more affordable. So I think. I'm not gonna diss. I'm not gonna sound like those old heads that diss on mumble rappers because their melodic style is something that boom bap rappers were missing. Yeah. It's one of those I things think, where if you look into like hip hop and rap history, they're gonna they made their line. Like this is yeah. mumble rap. Like they made their timeline. But mumble rap is supposed to be like that's reference music, and then you fill in the lyrics yeah, yeah, with yeah. more like good things. Yeah. But I think everyone sounds alike with auto tune. There's a couple are like Post Malone, mm-hmm. Black people who t-pain who make auto-tune cool they do it in a tasteful way they use vocoders and all kinds of stuff to make it sound different um but that and the streaming services too where it makes you have to digest music hella fast yeah where you have to put out more music yeah and so it puts pressure on like the artists to create more also with streaming service too it's like it's so easy for you to skip yeah. It's like, whatever. Well, back then, you would buy an album. You're like, I'm probably not going to listen to this song, but I'm going to listen to it because it's on the album. Yeah, back in the CD era, people don't... Or vinyl, right? Yeah, CD, vinyl. People don't go to Alki or go to the beach and listen to a whole album, like, look at the artwork and look at, like, the credits and, like, vibe to an album. Yeah. They just like, oh, this feature, and, like, they came out with this, and they're just so, like, not spoiled, but, like, they're just like, oh, this is a, tw- like, Chris Brown's album. Put like 80 songs on that like people would sit on an album yeah you know like people review an album in like 12 hours yeah like, how did you even do that? like, when like how you could you do that yeah like it's and then back in the day people would get caught for like if you sound like t-pain you're getting blackballed from the industry that's like ridiculous. you can't just copy somebody's style like yeah. drake's drake would have never survived in the 90s because he would have probably gotten Don't killed. Hit the table, bro. Sorry. It's, it's getting the sound. <laughs> Not bad. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, Spotify. I love Spotify as a consumer, but. I mean, the part that I like about streaming service, it gives every artist a chance now where you don't have to be a part of a big label. You don't have to be able, you just let the internet work for you. It's not good for the artist at all. They don't get paid anything. No, I'm saying it's good for the artist for getting known, not for getting paid, yeah. for getting known. So, but it's one of those things where you have to prove you're good. Because you can make some crappy ass music and still get paid. Is it unique plays or just total plays? I wonder what how that works. I don't know. SoundCloud's a great place tally. to find music too, though. Yeah. All right, we're almost to the end of this episode, but we're going to ask it one last question. Albums you are currently bumping and listening to. you, Man, August Alsina just dropped the project. I'm still listening to that. I was taking a shower and pre- like listening to it yeah. today. I only got to like the fourth song, but that joint is 27 songs with no interlude or no <laughs> intro. I was like, man, 
I thought we were back in the Bruno Mars days where it yeah. was like a seven song album and then it's like, I'll see you next year or whatever. But no, yeah. August Alcina, Divisions, uh, Amuse, like what, I forget what the album is called, yeah. but the Division album is amazing. Yeah. And uh, Joyner Lucas, uh, Russell's, I mean not Russ, Russ, no, Russell's too. And Russ, is, he, Russ came out with a deluxe album. He had like four songs. Oh, really? The Wolf. The I still got to give you that book. Russell oh, yeah. Book. Did you finish it? Uh, Not fully, but you can oh. have it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll borrow it. I'll give it back to you. <laughs> so for me, I'm going to continue to, bro. Oh, shit. Damn, the whole joint? The whole thing fell. I'm going to hold this <laughs> the whole go. time. Good thing we're almost done. We're almost done here, but my... What the fuck? You it put this together, you put this bracket. together, didn't you? See what happens when you fidget with the mic? <laughs> it just completely falls. Hold on. Damn, BTS. I got this. There we go. He's talking about me about hitting the table. <laughs> Shut up. Is that on thing. camera? It was on camera. Of course. What? Chris. You was there. How do you not know? <laughs> what albums? You could, like, while you're doing that, while you're twisting righty tidy, lefty loosey. You could think about your answer of why, what albums. I only mentioned like three. Okay. All right. This is what I was going to say before the mic fell. Mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. Shout out to Obama. Dave B. Oh, My window? goodness. Local. Dude, I still bump. Blue? I still bump his stuff. There's, there is, there's blue. There is, is it pearl? I don't know. But Dave B, look up his stuff. I still bump his stuff all the time. People say he sounds like Chance, but Dave B was making. I want to say this. Oh yeah, they have that same like that singer <laughs> rapper high end falsetto voice. Oh, D Smoke, D Smoke, because because okay. you, you said uh, Dave B sounds like Chance. Dave yeah. B hella sounds like Kendrick. <laughs> I mean, no, not Dave D B. D Smoke sounds D like, Smoke sounds like yeah, Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, but D Smoke is nice. That's a great album. Yeah. So I'm listen I still listen to his album, even though he hasn't released new music. There's that. Um a lot of Lecrae, like me being I need to listen to Lecrae. Bro, more. have you heard his new his new singles? The last time I listened to Lecrae's music, it was I bought the album from church. And, <laughs> and you remember the last time I went to church? Because I don't. <laughs> you might want to step in church one of these days. Just saying. But Lecrae, his last two songs. Deep and and set me free are so good, so good. Like it's one of those things where like, all right, you just broke the barrier of like, I am not a Christian rapper. I am a rapper who is Christian. Like, set me free was with uh that one new artist, right? Yeah, the one with Kehlani. Mm -hmm. So there's him, and then there's Deep and that he just launched early, literally earlier this week. I'm like, oh, that's nasty. We'll listen to it after this, as first to hear it on the headphones. That is good. Those are the only two things I'm bumping right now. Um, and then I'm actually on this super big search on SoundCloud. Like I'm kind of like going off mainstream is finding like cool remixes on SoundCloud and stuff like that. Yeah. Everybody participate in Music Monday, please. <laughs> Music Monday. Follow Beacon Road at uh, Beacon Road. Submit artists that you would bump or some up and coming artists. Yeah. I need to listen to some new rappers, man. There's yeah. not just some good like purebred rappers. I feel like everybody's a hybrid artist. Oh, I forgot one. I forgot one. I forgot one. What, another album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's gospel rap. This one's good. Oh, yeah. I know where you're going with that. This one is just like, it's one of those where like, it's called gospel rap. It's just a various group of rappers. And it's one of those things where like, they're not all Christian rappers, but they rap within like an intention of Christianity or the gospel. 
Like, it's good, too. My brother got me on this, and I was like... Oh, word? Yeah. Was that the uh, Chance's director? No, no, this one... This, oh. No, Chance's director, that one's good, too, but I haven't been bummed down. That one's... That one's nasty, too. Hold on. What's, what's his name? The first song of that was amazing. I was like, yup, your Chance's director. No, that <laughs> whole like, album is crazy, bro. Sorry, we're totally... We're jumping in. Still got time. We still got time. What is his name? Peter something? Fast forward. You can do cuts. Shoot. Peter Cottontail. Peter Cottontail. His Christian. He is the music director for Chance the Rapper. He has a really oh gosh. It is good. Wait, run that back. The name? Peter Cottontail? Uh, that, that, that's what it's right. It says right. Peter that is so random. You know what's another filthy name? What? Uh, Rambo Savage 206. <laughs> hey, follow my gaming channel coming soon. Uh, or what, what? Never mind. Anyways, I'm gonna think about it later. Peter Cottontail. I've definitely. I was bumming him earlier, earlier this summer. But I'm really digging. What is it called? Is this called gospel rap? Is this an album? And there's a bunch of different artists out there. My brother got me on this, and it is it is good. It's one of those things where, like, I'm listening to this all the time. Can I say something random? Yeah, go ahead. One of the best names of all time. I know I love diss tracks, but Emotional Oranges <laughs> is a great name, and they make great music. I forgot what it's like. I forgot the sound palette of it, but I know Emotional Oranges is a great great out like they're great musicians that's hilarious it's such a i'm never gonna forget emotional oranges ever that's that's hilarious that's pretty funny all right so that is that is it all i got to say what did i even say on the albums i said division august alcina's album newest album i don't know you say russ russ and russell yeah yeah the wolf and and russell yeah yeah Lover Boy's coming soon for Russ. Or Russell. Sorry. Damn. <laughs> now you're confusing me. Ah, whatever. He changed his name a couple of times, so whatever. Yeah. Deep Pride. Everybody know Deep Pride. Shout out to the Asians that are making music. Shout yeah. out to Rich Brian. All right. This is uh, episode 10 of Beacon Row. We Season about finale. Music. We coming out with what? What? Coasters? We co- <laughs> we're coming out with some merch on the way right Shot now. Shot glasses. We were supposed to have it on this episode, but COVID shipping... All that stuff. Took oh, some time. we got some surprises. Shot glasses. So we gotta, we got. This is more of a responsibility thing. We gotta make <laughs> this financially stable. I don't even care. I care. <laughs> oh, wait, this is I a care. lot of equipment, I bro. Care. Yeah, I care. I'm just saying, <laughs> we're gonna come out with some shot glasses, maybe some shirts and some sweaters. You're responsible for finding shot glass merch. <laughs> I don't know where that's from. We're gonna get at that South Center. Mark's drinking more in the background but we're gonna get some merch slowly hopefully show up in season two if you guys could support that uh that'd be sweet so we could continue this rolling we got a couple people lined up for season two Mm. talking about sports talking about relationships talking about mentality (laughs) why do you keep laughing about that god mentality (laughs) whoever wants to be on here mark wants to be on here i can see in his eyes do you Nope. <laughs> He's like, nah, son. He's like, nah, bro. <laughs> now nah, we're this- gonna we're gonna freestyle it. It's gonna just not be recorded. It's gonna be recorded, but it's not gonna be yeah. posted. This is Beacon Road. We'll catch you guys in the ex- next episode. Peace, Peace out. Peace. Yeah. We 
gon' be alright, we gon' be alright Living my best life, I'm living my best life